Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Assertive Communication. This is episode number three of a five-part series where we are discovering how to communicate more assertively. I'm communication and leadership skills expert Pamela Jett, and in this episode, we are going to discover some of the words to choose and the words to lose to help us be more assertive. In episode number one, we discovered what assertive communication is and what it is not. We learned that assertive communication is communication that respects the rights of all parties and that the assertive communicator is able to communicate in a way that allows them to stand up for their own thoughts, their own wants, their own feelings, their own desires without being a bully or a doormat. In episode number two, we discovered that in order to engage in assertive communication, we need two basic skill sets, confidence and competence. And we spent time in episode number two talking about how we can build our confidence so that we can communicate more assertively. And now we're going to embark on a journey to talk about how we can boost our competence or our skill sets. And in this episode, we'll be focusing on our word choice because every word that you choose to use, every phrase that you choose to use will have some power and energy behind it. And it will either be more passive or it can be aggressive. And then, of course, there are assertive words and phrases that we want to use as well. I'd like for us to begin this journey by paying attention to the words that we choose to use and also some of the words that we might be unwittingly using that sabotage our intent to be assertive because we might be trying to be assertive and yet we're using passive language or we might be trying to be assertive and yet we're using aggressive language because it's a habit or it's something that we are used to using. Now remember, in episode number one, we talked about the communication continuum, that on one end of the continuum, we have passive behavior, on the other end, we have aggressive, and then in the middle, there is assertive. We'll start out by talking about words and phrases that we want to avoid because they often make us look passive. It's important to recognize as we talk about these words and phrases that it is also not simply what we say, it is how we say it. It's tone of voice, it's our posture, it's our eye contact or lack thereof. So as a reminder, assertive communicators, they will have strong posture, they'll have open posture, they will look people in the eye when they are speaking with them. The passive communicator will often avoid eye contact or have a downward posture. Uh, They will not have an open posture. Uh, They will be a more of a self-protecting posture. And they may use a tone of voice that is questioning or meek or mild and easily taken advantage of. Now, some of you might be thinking, Pamela, I'm soft-spoken. I am soft-spoken. You can be soft-spoken and still be assertive. There is a difference between being soft-spoken and using meek and mild, questioning, unsure language. 
So bear in mind, as we talk about these words and phrases, that we're also wanting to make sure that we avoid some of those passive, I'm going to call them tells, those physical tells, the lack of eye contact, uh, the poor body posture, that tone of voice that says, I'm unsure and tentative. A couple of words that I would now encourage you to watch out for, because if you're using these words, you may be coming across as more passive than you would like. The first is the word sorry, S-O-R-R-Y. Many of us are addicted to the word sorry. We will say sorry when we bump into a post. We say sorry so many times that we aren't even aware. If we tried to count how many times in one day we said sorry, we'd be shocked. Like I said, we bump into a post and say sorry to it. We're apologizing to inanimate objects. Uh, We say sorry constantly. And we often are saying sorry for things that we have zero responsibility or accountability for. For example... A good friend goes on a vacation, it rains on her entire vacation, and perhaps she was taking her family to an amusement park, and you say, oh, I'm so sorry it rained on your vacation. Why are you saying sorry about the weather? (laughs) You did nothing about that. That was in no way, shape, or form your responsibility. So what do we do if we want to offer something similar to sorry we don't want to come across as weak because sorry does indeed make us appear weak and people hear it so often that they don't take it seriously and by the way if you're wondering if it has a weak energy about it there was some research done with recidivistic offenders who were uh, predators who would attack other people and they were asked how did you choose your victims And of course, they answered with all sorts of interesting pieces of information. But one of the most interesting pieces of information that came out of this study was that they would intentionally bump or ram the shopping cart of an intended victim. So someone they thought, oh, that would be a good victim. They would intentionally bump or ram that cart. And if the first words out of that person's mouth were a meek, so sorry. If that person apologized because somebody else rammed into them, It served as confirmation to these predators that that would be a good victim. Words have power. Let's eliminate the use or minimize our use of the word sorry and instead replace it with something along the lines of, I apologize. First and foremost, if you replace sorry with I apologize, I apologize is more assertive. And it will keep you from saying sorry for things that you have no responsibility for. For example, think about the weather. If you say, I apologize about the rain on your back, you know that's ridiculous. Can't say that. So then you go to empathy, which is a higher skill level. I feel badly that it rained on the vacation. Or, wow, that must have been disappointing. That's empathy. Empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and see things through their point of view doesn't mean you accept their point of view as right. You simply accept it as theirs. And you empathize. You feel with them. Sorry is being feeling sorry for. That's sympathy. Let's move to empathy. And let's use empathetic communication. Wow, that must have been disappointing. Or, oh, how did that make you feel? That must have been hard. That's empathetic, assertive communication. Or, I apologize. If you bump into somebody, I apologize. Or, excuse me. Or, pardon me. Or if you've said something that was uh, thoughtless. Oh, I apologize. That was thoughtless. We can replace sorry with more assertive, powerful words and yet still be well-mannered and appropriate. 
By the way, I recognize that it's virtually impossible to get rid of sorry in our vocabulary. However, the more we can minimize the use, the less passive we will be sounding. A couple of other words that I would encourage you to either eliminate or minimize in your vocabulary. The first is the word just. Just. You rarely, if ever, would hear someone say, well, I'm just a brain surgeon. And yet many people will start out their description of what they do. Well, I'm just a fill in the blank. The word just is known as a minimizer. It makes whatever it is you're about to say seem less. So if you start out a sentence by saying, I just want to say, or I just noticed that, or well, just it's just this. It makes whatever it is you're about to say seem less, which is a passive move. You don't need to say, well, I just want to say. You simply can say it. Or, well, it's just that this bothers me. Own it. This bothers me. And notice when I said this bothers me, that's an assertive statement. That's not this bothers me and you need to knock it off and you're being so, that would be aggressive. But simply to own it, this bothers me. Or yes, I'm upset about this. Instead of, well, I'm just, well, I'm just a little upset. By the way, I coupled the use of the word just with another word you want to avoid if you are being or attentive to your language. And that is the word little. L-I-T-T-L-E. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using little if you are talking about actual size. Hand me that little box. If it's sitting next to a big one, you want to hand the little box, not the big box. That's the appropriate use of the word little. But for many of us, we will say, I just need a little moment of your time, or I've got a little problem, or, well, it's this little thing. Oh, it's, you know, it's a little, little. And we intentionally minimize or make whatever it is we're talking about seem less or small. Let's watch out for the use of sorry, just, and little, because they are words that will send a message that we are being passive. So if you're working on being more assertive, those are words to eliminate and then replace them with things such as I apologize or empathy or simply stating your preference appropriately as opposed to, oh, I just, little, you know, I got this little thing. Mamby pamby communication. Now, some of you are probably thinking, I don't really engage in a lot of passive communication. I tend to struggle a bit more with aggressiveness. And remember, our goal is to engage in communication that is respectful and appropriate. And when you are passive, you're often disrespecting yourself. When you are aggressive, you're disrespecting someone else. So let me share with you a few things to watch out for that can make people think you are being more aggressive than perhaps you're intending to be. The first is the use of the word should, S-H-O-U-L-D. No one likes to be should on. It's an old joke, I know. But if you tell people you shouldn't do it that way or you should do it this way, you are essentially using what I call command and control language, which is that my way or the highway, I'm the boss language. It's very disrespectful to try and tell someone else what they should or should not do. And no one appreciates it. If you say to someone, you should do it this way, it's rare that someone's going to say, oh, thank you. I will. They might say it out loud, but internally they're thinking, who, who died and made you the boss of me? A better way to communicate instead of using that command and control, you should, or you have to, or I want you to, or you must, or you need, or you better, all those are versions of should in many ways, is to say, I would like you to, or the project requires, or even please do it this way. 
That's assertively stating what you want. Please do it this way, or I'd like you to do it this way. Or the contract dictates we need to do it this way instead of you should do it this way, you have to do it this way. Now, sometimes people wonder, Pamela, why are you being so particular? Aren't you being really nitpicky? It's because words do indeed have power. And when we make these small changes, we can start to create a big difference in how we are perceived and how people feel. And remember, the assertive communicator is the communicator who wants to be respectful, but also maintaining their own self-respect. Oh, speaking of, here's hands down one of the worst things you can ever say to somebody else. It's one of the most aggressive things you can ever say. And it's sneaky because many people think, oh, the most aggressive is when you call people names. Yes, that's very aggressive as well. But this is one of the most aggressive, sneaky things people will say. You shouldn't feel that way. To me, that's the mother of all should phrases. You shouldn't feel that way. First of all, it does not work. If you say to somebody, oh, you shouldn't let that bother you, or you shouldn't feel that way, you're never going to get back, oh, okay, I won't. It doesn't work. And it's so incredibly disrespectful because it says to someone that their feelings aren't valid, that they're making too big of a deal of it. And by the way, when you say it like, oh, you shouldn't feel that way, it's not that big of a deal, often that is known as gaslighting in the passive-aggressive approach disrespecting someone's emotions. Like, you're getting too worked up about this. It's not that big of a deal. You shouldn't feel that way. It often is comes out in the form of gaslighting communication, which is passive aggressive. So we want to watch out for that command and control. You should, you have to, you must, and instead choose more assertive options. This has been episode number three of Assertive Communication, which is part of a five-episode series. In episode number four, we're going to discover how to say no and not feel guilty and still come across as a team player, which is one of the most assertive skills that anyone can have. I'm communication and leadership skills expert Pamela Jett, and this has been episode number three of Assertive Communication. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.